How's it going, everybody out there? Welcome back to the podcast, Biblical Truth Central's Brother D. And yes, 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 I know, I know it's been, it's been a minute. It has. Um, some of you probably think that, oh no, he there he is again. He's falling off the wagon. He's going to be back in another couple of months. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it is October the 12th, 2020, and I'm up here looking at um, the podcast history, and it says the last time I released an episode was September the 15th, and that was on profanity and Christianity. <laughs> profanity, Christianity, I didn't realize that rhymed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope that it blessed somebody, I really do. You know, that was one episode that I just really, really felt like needed to come out um, because there's a lot of hypocrisy in the church. There's just so much hypocrisy within the church and very little accountability, sadly, because so many people are doing the same thing. So it's like, well, he's doing it. She's doing it. So why don't we just not talk about this and kind of go on about our day and yeah, sweep it under the rug, you know, God, God's a God of grace, he'll forgive us, you know, we just won't talk about this, no, 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 that's not right, you know, that's, that's another one of the main reasons that the world looks at the Christianity as a, as a joke, it's, it's a, it's one of the main reasons that the world considers Christians to be the world's biggest hypocrites, rightfully so, um, I was talking to, um, a young man this morning or early this afternoon um, over social media, over a post that I made. And the post was basically, you know, talking about hypocrisy in, the, in Christianity. And he straight up just said, you know, that's one of the reasons I left the church, you know, because of the hypocrisy. And I just really felt bad when he said that. And, you know, uh, I'm going to keep him in prayer. He's a pretty cool guy. He's into Buddhism. So... Uh, me and him have never really talked about uh, the subject of faith before, but maybe one day we will interact with each other um, on an intellectual level. We both have some respect for each other, so there's, there's no ill will, there's no um, no agenda or anything like that. I just want to see the man, you know, come to the Lord. Honestly, I just want to see him come to the Lord. I just want to see him be saved, him and his family. Uh, to be saved, and that is exactly what a true believer in Christ's desire should be. Uh, not necessarily to just win arguments and to win debates and to make people look dumb and um, send them home crying, thinking about life. No, we're supposed to be giving them the gospel at the end of the day. We're supposed to be giving them, you know, eternal life through Christ. We're supposed to be telling them the truth, not just bickering and battering and fighting like some of these people like to do. The only victory is when a person has come to Christ at the end of the day. When God gets the glory and we just, you know, <laughs> sit back and, and praise the Lord, basically, because it's not on our own doing. You know, the Lord has given us um, boldness. He's given us nerves. He's given us intelligence. He's given us talents. He's given us everything that we need to be fully equipped on this earth to be effective vessels through Jesus Christ. We have to remember that um, all the time. Amen. 
So I want to I want to talk a little bit about you know where I've been, um, you know for the for the past really all throughout the summer, going into the summer I've been consistent with making episodes, um, at least one episode per week. Um, but as you can see, it's been nearly a month since I've I've recorded an episode, and I can't, you know, I can't just sit here and say that I didn't think about it. Of course, I thought about it. I wanted to do it sooner. I could have done it sooner, but. You know, I'm a very deep person and I just really feel like I have to be uh, in the mood mentally. I have to be in a place to where um, I can be able to focus. I can be able to have my attention on that one thing in order for me to do something. I can't juggle things. I've never been good at multitasking. Never. Um, If I try to multitask things, uh, nothing gets done. Uh, My focus has to be centered on one thing. And let me handle that, and then we'll move on to the next. Um, And why I picked a day to do it, I have no idea. Because I am, like, extremely exhausted today. Because uh, one of my kids has a stomach bug. And, you know, we, me and his mother, we were up with him since 3 a.m. And I have not been able to really take a nap or go back to sleep or anything like that. So I'm like running on E, um, an energy drink and, you know, my calories are a little low because, you know, I am on a, um, cut as we say, some of you may know what that means. Some of you might not fat loss program, um, an energy deficit. So I'm not exactly the most you know energetic at the moment, but I just felt like it was time to get back on here. And to, to, you know, resume the podcast. I want to keep it going because, you know, even though it's not a very large platform, it is a platform nonetheless that the Lord has entrusted me with. And I want to keep it consistent. And there are people who actually listen to this. And and I want to thank you very much for that. Um, So just to give you an explanation as far as why I have not been recording, um, you may know, you may not know. Last month, actually, I want to say a couple of days, maybe even a week after the last podcast, we had a hurricane. <laughs> um, I stay in the panhandle of Florida here in Pensacola, um, northwest Florida. Hurricane Sally made landfall last month as a Category 2 hurricane, so they say. Um, <laughs> that hurricane did uh, quite a number on my city. Um, no casualties, thank the Lord, but it really, really did a number on trees. I mean, it pulled up humongous trees oak trees out the root uh people sustained roof damage a lot of fences were down uh there was even some flooding in some areas i mean it was just bad it was really bad uh 95 percent of the city was without power this county and a couple of other counties um out on the outskirts were, were out power so me and my family we let me see we were without power let's see wednesday thursday um for five days yeah we were without power for five consecutive days and it was brand new (laughs) for me very new for my kids and the reason i say that it's new for me i mean i've lived here in florida my entire life But the reason that it's new for me is because it's the first time me and my wife have been through a major hurricane, you know, on our own. You know, the last time uh, a major hurricane came was in 2004 and both me and her were not married at the time and we were both living separately. 
and that was Hurricane Ivan. So yeah, uh, this was the first time we had to endure it with small kids, and they didn't really understand, you know, why were the lights still off? Why is it taking so long for them to fix the power? Um, I must say that they did the best that they possibly could. Um, they had over 7,000 linemen here in the city working 24 hours. Uh, when Hurricane Ivan hit, people did not get power back until um, over three weeks. And most of the power was restored in less than a week here in, in Pensacola. So it's going to be a county. And I'm, I was just impressed. I was just so impressed. You know, we just kind of had to go in survival mode, you know, looking for ice and gas and, you know, stuff like that. But the Lord was very good to us uh, during that time period. Very, very good to us. You know, we didn't have to hunt for food. We didn't have to hunt for water. We didn't have to hunt for gas. Although I did have to sit in line one day for almost two hours, just about. Uh, just to get gas, and I hope I never have to do that again. Moral of the story, uh, keep your gas tank on, on F, you know, full, as much as you possibly can, especially during something like that, um, no matter where you live. But um, but besides that, you know, God protected us and provided for us. You know, granted, we were without power for five days. Some people lost everything. Uh, some people lost their houses, uh, their apartments, their vehicles. Some people really, they just, everything, they lost everything, and... You know, my heart goes out to them, you know, when the only thing that we've lost was power. We can't really say anything, honestly. You know, it was, God was, he had his hand on us and he was, we were good. Um, I recorded a couple of YouTube videos, you know, for those of you who listen to this, to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you probably follow me on YouTube. And if you don't, uh, please go to YouTube, BiblicalTruthCentral.com. Oh, excuse me. That's my website. <laughs> and go ahead and visit there too, www.BiblicalTruthCentral.com. And yes, I got tongue twisted. <laughs> um, BiblicalTruthCentral.com, that is. Uh, but go to the YouTube channel because, you know, I upload very often over there and versus, you know, uploading once a week here um, on um, the podcast. Uh, and during the time period of a hurricane, I did make a couple of videos, you know, letting everybody know we were okay and how the Lord was working and, you know, just stuff like that. But um, I, I just, I, I could not record any podcasts um, because we had no power. And I've been recording my podcasts with my laptop. My laptop was dead. We basically utilized computers to drain all of the power from within and give it to the phones you know we tried to keep our phones uh, alive and that's what we did so i recorded a lot of the videos that i that i make on the phones around that time period so um wasn't really in the mood to to actually recording a podcast i really wasn't because like i said um dealing with the hurricane dealing with the aftermath the psychological effects of trying to pick things back up um, being out of work for a week, all of those different things on my plate. Uh, yeah, I just didn't, I didn't, um, I just wasn't where I needed to be mentally to be back here, um, on the podcast. And to be honest with you, it actually took me a couple of weeks to get my head straight again. And once it was straight again, um, I was able to get back to work. I was able to try to get things back in order. 
and then you know make sure that videos were still coming because you know that's a priority to me and the podcast is a priority also but i just again um a lot of you who listen to this probably follow me on youtube and if you don't please go subscribe to you know the biblical truth central channel because like i said it's it's something that um i've done um a ministry for me that i've been having since for about five years now uh, all for the lord to bring glory to his name and you know so that people might be saved but um yeah that's that's pretty much why i have not been you know uploading any any episodes but i'm back and the consistency is going to continue um it is monday so who knows maybe maybe no promises maybe um i'll put out another episode later this week if i feel led to do so but uh, in this particular episode we're going to be talking about something that sounds simple but a lot of christians make it complicated a lot of christians make this almost impossible when it's supposed to be a top priority in our walk with the lord you see the title of the current episode is living for the lord living for god living for him you know what is what is that you know what does that look like what does what does a person look like that's you know actually living for god like what does it look like you know some people are pretty you probably have this illustration in your head you know you're like some monk in the cave and you're praying 24 hours a day and reading your bible day in and day out and you know just chanting and you know just stuff like that that's probably what some individuals think living for God is um you know that could be further from the truth it's it's just not feasible um especially since the Lord knows better than we do he knows that we have to go to work he knows that we have to provide for our families he knows that we have to invest a certain amount of time into our families and invest a certain amount of time into ministries um sharing love with everybody so you know, living for the Lord is really a no-brainer. You know, if you are truly saved and born again, it should be something that you shouldn't even question. Because the attributes of an individual who's living for God, or the Bible says, you know, bearing good fruit, is very, very obvious. You know, when I think of, you know, living for God you know, from my personal perspective and, you know, from a biblical perspective as well, is I look at my life and I think about the Lord. I think about Christ. I think about how he lived his life. I think about how he handled situations. I think about how his ministry was. I just, I think about him a lot every single day, <laughs> as you should. And accepting the fact that he is the golden standard to what it means to walk with the lord now jesus is <laughs> an extreme example of you know what well, he's perfection of course god in the flesh i mean what more could you say um we as people couldn't hold a candle to him we could not stand in his presence we couldn't dream to mimic to walk you know, walk this earth the way that he did, think the way that he did. I mean, he had purity 
in his veins. Pure thoughts. I mean, you tell me the last time you had an impure thought. You know, it was probably today. Or it was probably yesterday. Or maybe it's tomorrow. And the point is, you know, it's, it's not a matter of being or, you know, mirroring Jesus, but being Christ-like. Christ-like, you know, his attributes. Trying our best to to adopt those, you know, being, being humble, you know, we can, we can do that. It's, it's not that difficult to be humble, you know, crucifying our flesh and putting pride to the side, you know, being humble, not thinking that we're better than anybody else, but giving any and everyone the ch a chance, you know, the opportunity to, hear the gospel and not reserve it for a specific genre of people. You know, the Bible speaks against favoritism, you know, and we shouldn't do that. We, you know, there's a, there's scripture and the Lord says, you know, if you, if, if you're inviting somebody to a party and, um, you see somebody is wearing really, really fancy clothes and fancy, um, expensive rings and stuff. You want to have him come sit in the best seat in the house, but then you see somebody walk in um, with hand-me-downs that look like they came from goodwill, you want to tell him to go sit in the corner, you know, the Bible condemns that. It says that we are not to look upon people about our outer appearance. In fact, I was just reading in in um, 1 Samuel, I want to say chapter 16, 16 or 17. Um, the Lord, it was when Samuel, it was when God told Samuel to go to David and to pick him out. And the Lord said, you know, don't look at his countenance. Don't look at how he looks. Um, he doesn't look at how they look, but he looks at the heart. He looks directly at the heart. And that is what we should be doing, too, um, as we live for the Lord. We should not be judging people on account of how they look, but looking into their hearts. And I'm not going to lie to you. You know, Brother D is going to be 100% honest with you. That That is something that I, on a personal level, really need to work on i need to work on that because i'm not perfect um nobody out there is but it's not justification to continue to do something that that we're not supposed to so when we when we fail or we have something that we struggle with uh, we are to take it to the throne of god and and allow him to help us you know in the in first john the um i believe the second chapter you know, God says that, you know, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, key word there is cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He has the ability to, you know, not only forgive us, but to help us with our, what we struggle with. And I think that's very, very important in, in the days that we live in. So, you know, again, living for the Lord, I look at Jesus and I try my best to to emulate him you know, as, as closely as I can, you know, though I fail daily, I know I do. Um, he's still the golden standard that I, that I think about, um, all the time. Um, again, you know, living for the Lord, uh, sharing the gospel, you know, that is a no brainer, you know, telling people about Jesus. There's a lot of Christians out here that are too intimidated or scared or just ashamed, dare I say, to, to just give the gospel to people. You know, they don't want to 
talk about Jesus. They, they can talk about everything in the world except for Jesus. We're talking about people who have professed him to be Lord now. You know, they, they can talk to you about political issues. They can talk to you about sports issues. They can talk to you about all kinds of stuff. But when it comes to talking about Christ, um, they're on the hush. It's all crickets. I got a problem with that. You know, and Jesus has a problem with that. Remember when he said, you know, if you deny me in front of man, I shall deny you in front of my father. But if you profess me in front of man, I shall profess you in front of my father. These are the verses that I feel all Christians need to hear every single day. Uh, they need to preach this more often in the church. You know, I think that some of these churches have gotten away from... From just the basics to keep people in line. You know, a lot of pastors, they, 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 they try to get fancy and talk about current events and talk about Bible prophecy. And these are fantastic subjects. They really are. But we should always remember to come center fold when it, when it comes to living our lives on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, talking about current events is not going to cause us to, you know, live for the Lord. It's not going to teach us how to live for the Lord. Talking about Bible prophecy is not going to teach us how to live for the Lord. It teaches us the things that are to come, and that's important. We are to know the things that are to come, and we are to know what's actually going on in the world, but we also need to put some emphasis on how we should live our lives on a daily basis. I once heard this quote, and you probably heard it as well. Some people, you may be the only Bible that a person ever sees. Meaning, there's some people in the world that have never opened the Bible, never considered opening the Bible, but they see you. Somebody who believes in the Bible, somebody who reads the Bible, somebody who who lives by the Bible, who professes to be a Christian, they see you. And the way that you talk, the way that you walk, the way that you act, how you conduct yourself on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, it's either going to make, it's going to be a deal breaker or a maker when it comes to a person coming to Jesus. Because if a person's looking at you and they see no fault in you, and they see that you are a humble individual who sincerely loves people, not for um, their outward appearance, but for their heart, and then they see that you're emulating Christ as closely as possible, it's going to intrigue them more so, and have them ask questions more so, because, I mean, the day and age that we live in right now, who in the world does not want to have access to something loving, to have access to hope, to have access to life. Who doesn't want that? Because the spirit of fear is running rampant in this world. It's all over the place. We see people wearing masks and social distancing and just, you know, treating each other really, really horribly right now. Um, as if we all have the plague and as if we're all just zombies and stuff like that. You know, the world, there's, there's very little love in this world. And for an individual to see a person dis displaying true Christianity, you know, through Christ, gives them hope. And they're going to want to be a part of that.
they are going to want to see, you know, how can they get in on that? And that's when you, you know, give them the gospel and tell them about Christ and tell them about how he changed you and what he can do for them, you know. And that's how we are to live our lives, you know, living for God or every day. You know, you don't want anybody to have anything bad to say about you because you're living for the Lord. Like, if you're truly walking your faith out with Christ, you really won't have any desire to do anything Ill, of ill intention. You won't have any reasons to want to go out into the world and to do wickedness. And nobody could ever say anything bad about you. That's a rare occurrence with people because some people in this world are extremely wicked. So wicked that you don't, they don't even have to open their mouth for you to know that they're bad news. You know, we are to stay away from those people. We are to not have any conversation with these people unless we're giving them the gospel, that is. Amen. You know, how you, how you live your life on a day-to-day -day basis, people are watching. You know, my mom, she taught me that, you know, no matter what you do people are watching they may not let you know that they're watching but they are they are more people i feel more people watch you than actually interact with you because there's very there's some very cautious people in this world who like to observe an individual before they actually encounter that person you know everyone's not everyone doesn't have that bubbly spirit everyone's not straightforward some people are are more reserved and they look and they listen um they, they look at your actions they look at your motives they look at how you handle situations uh, they look at how you react to certain things before they decide to engage you and you know i feel that being a believer in christ we are constantly under a, a um magnifying glass and people are always looking to see if we're going to mess up you know, their, their, their mindset is, oh, they're a Christian. Oh, this should be good. Oh, they're going to screw up. And yeah, a <laughs> Christian. Because, they, because they, the only thing they really have to go on is the, the, the nonsense that the media tends to push out. Because the media is never going to talk about people coming to Christ. Never. Satan runs the, the, the media. He's not going to allow that. But what he will allow is any and every negative story that comes against the church to be aired. Every time. Never fails. Stories about pastors sleeping with with choir members and members in the congregation. Pa stories about pastors buying million dollar jets. Uh, pastors, um, stories about molesting kids, um, somebody who claimed to be a Christian went on a shooting rampage. The media never fails to put that out there. So since the media is 100% against true Christianity and most people watch the news, some people already have this false perspective of what being a Christian is all about when that doesn't even paint a, paint a fraction of what walking with the lord is about it's nothing like that um it doesn't it doesn't do us any justice which is why those of us who are true saints of the lord need it is vital for us to live our lives the best that we possibly can because we want to go against 
the the narrative that the world pushes on about Christianity. We need to go against that and show people the love of Christ. Show people that no Christians are not all the same. You can't judge us like that. You can't put us all in the same um, barrel because that's not the way that it works. You know, there are some of us out here who are true to the to the faith who walk this out on a daily basis, who truly believe in crucifying the flesh, who truly believe in repentance and holy living, who truly believe in doing what's right in the sight of the Lord. Who doesn't want to do what's right in the sight of the Lord? Like what type of a person really wants to to be wicked and evil and downright just bad in, in the eyes of God? Who wants to do that? I can't see a true born-again Christian wanting to act that way at all. But since there are some false prophets in the world and false teachers and lukewarm Christians, false Christians, it makes it we have contact, we have um, contenders and we have to be on our A game, meaning living for God must be a top priority. If you find yourself going to church every Sunday and it's not doing you any good, then there's something wrong with the way your pastor's preaching. If you don't feel any conviction, if you don't feel any any need to um to change anything in your life, something's seriously wrong. You may need to get up and pick up and find somewhere else to go to church. You know, those convicting messages that some people hate. They're like, oh, I think you're I felt like the pastor was talking to me. You know, maybe he was. I don't think he was talking to you. But, you know, there are certain situations that people get themselves involved with that they begin to feel guilty about. And and you're, you're, um, the Spirit's going to let you know that uh, immediately. You know, conviction needs to be practiced. Not condemned. Don't go to a church that's going to be like, we're not here to condemn you. We're not here to make you feel bad. And you're also not telling them about, you know, repentance or how they need to live their lives for the Lord. You're just here to motivate them. You're here to tell them, to, uh, name it and claim it. You're here to tell them to speak it and this, that, and the third and to claim it. No, no, no. We need to get back to the basics. Living for the Lord. If you don't live for the Lord, a lot of people are at stake for turning away from Christ all because of your attitude and how you act. If you call yourself a believer and you're going to walk this earth representing the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you better get your act together. Ask yourself, is the way I'm living my life and would it be embarrassing to Jesus? Or is the way I'm living my life what make him proud? You know, those are things that we need to ask ourselves. And it, it kind of it will kind of wean things through as far as, you know, what we may need to let go of, what we may need to stop doing or what we may need to um, adopt. You know, the sanctification process is different for for every person. You know, everybody's not going to change overnight. And I'm okay with that. Um, when I came to the Lord in 2012, you know, I, I look at myself now and then and I've matured a lot. 
like a whole lot, but I know I'm not, I'm still not perfect. That sanctification process, for some, depending on what it is, it it can be fast, and for others, it may take some time. You know, it it really depends on who it is. But nonetheless, um, every day we should be working on that, working on becoming more Christ-like, working on living for God on a day-to-day basis. Because like I said, again, people are, they're always watching you. They're always looking to see whether you're going to fall or fail or whether you're going to prevail. You know, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures here and then we're going to close this out. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, I love this verse. I always paraphrase this when I'm talking, when I'm making videos, when I'm talking to people, because it's one of the most compelling verses in the Bible to read to forsake the world around you everything around you the things that people enjoy the things that people indulge in the things that they love god says to don't don't do it get away from it forsake it and be transformed by the renewing of your mind if you see the world going one way you need to go the other uh, the opposite direction what the world condones you need to shun Because I promise you, if the world is condoning something, (laughs) the Lord probably hates it. Amen? The verse also goes on to say, you know, God wants you to do what is good and acceptable and perfect. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to figure out what is considered to be good in in the eyes of God. We know right from wrong. We know good from evil. Some things just don't need to be spelled out. But some people do need to be called out on these things as well. Amen. Galatians 1 verse 10 says, For I am now seeking the approval of man or of God. For am I trying to please man? If I were trying to still please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Again, another great verse. You got two different type of people. You got people that... That, that bend over backwards for man then you got people who bend over backwards for the Lord which one is it going to be you're going to serve the creation over the creator or the creator over the creation which one is it you know I, I to be honest with you I'm most definitely I am a person that wants the be- the best of the best you know I I, I want to be informed, I want security, I want to know I'm okay in a lot of things in life, and, you know, for me, serving the creator, the one who created me, the one who created those who hate me, the one who created all things, I think I would much rather, you know, give my life to him and serve him than man, because man is accessible to lying, failing, um, corruption and, and the list just goes on and on and on. Like, why would a person put their trust in man is beyond me. Uh, I don't know. Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, and he said unto him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and all your soul, and with all your mind. 
Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Seeking God on a daily basis, loving him on a daily basis, puts you in alignment with living for him. If there's something that you're unaware of, if there's something that you need to stop doing, God is going to let you know, especially if you're seeking him earnestly with your heart. If you're really wanting to improve your life, God is going to help you in that area. He doesn't want any of us to fail, you know, and, and he definitely does not want any of us to represent him illly as well. You know, we are to do all things for the Lord. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that those who love God, all things work together for good for those who were called according to his purpose. Living for God. Ultimately, it's a sacrifice. In the end, it's a, it's, it's a sacrifice. It's one of those things that people don't want to get themselves involved with. Sacrificing is a very, very, very hard thing for some people. It is like the horse pill times 10 for some people to make a sacrifice. But my thing is, you know, God sacrificed his son for us. Why can't we live for him? What's the problem? What is it in our lives that's so important that we cannot live for God? Romans 12, 12 verse 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. God has called us to be a living sacrifice, folks, to live our lives out according to his will. At the end of the day, we're not living for us. We're living for him. You know, we, we died. You know, we when, when we got saved, you know, the, the old man was crucified. We died and we were, then we rose again with Christ. How you could live your life without considering living for the Lord is, is insane to me. It's it's the ultimate hypocrisy, honestly. You you just cannot stamp Christian on your on your um your head and expect to go to heaven if you don't bear any fruits. If you're not living for God, if you're not living for the Lord to the for the Lord, if you're not doing anything, and especially if you're not doing anything for the kingdom, why is it so many Christians are so lazy these days? Like, you don't want to talk about Christ. You don't want to read your Bible. You don't want to do anything. You just want your hands out, and you just want God to just drop blessings on you while you do nothing. How dare you? How dare you? When that, when that is complete a complete contradiction to how we are supposed to be living our lives, God never said, okay, you know, you're saved, so you can just, like, sit on the couch and eat chips and dwindle your fingers and wait until it's time to go to heaven. That's not what he said. He said, you go out into the whole world and preach the gospel. That's what he said. He instructed us to live our lives in a way that really takes some effort. We're not going to sit here and trample over grace, thinking that you can just get saved and then live like a heathen and do whatever it is you want to do. That's not the way it works, folks. And God is going to let you know very very sternly that that's not the way that it works because if you're going to be saved and live for the lord it better show i don't want to hear the excuses that some of these people like to give oh nobody's perfect um you should not judge everyone has a vice no ma'am no sir 
There's a difference between struggling with sin and dwelling in sin. I've struggled with things in the past and God has delivered me from them over time. Many other people will tell you the same about them. We're not going to sit up here and make excuses for the, the wrongdoing in our lives. Some of you some of you couples out here are fornicating. Stop it. you having sex outside of marriage. That's sin. You don't love God if that's what you're doing every day. Stop. Oh, oh, let me guess. If you stop, the person that you're with is going to break up with you. Well, good. Because that means they never loved you in the first place. It's called sacrificing. And if God can sacrifice for us, we better have, we had better be prepared to sacrifice little things like that. And God will honor it. You better believe he will. The days that we're living in right now are critical. I'm not a date setter. I have no idea how many years we have left. I don't know. But what I do know is that things are wrapping up quickly. And the arc is about to close again. Don't get left on the outside. If you're a Christian and you haven't been living your life according to the word of God, it's time to repent. It's time to come back home. It's time to live your life right. God is gracious to forgive us of all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The book of James tells us that draw near the garden, he shall draw near to you. If you want God, he's there. He's not going to make you cross a, uh, a desert of coal. He's not going to make you cross the, the seven seas. He's not going to make you do any of that. He wants you to come to him. I mean, think about it for a second. Let's just say you, you have a child and, you know, they're, they've, they've walked away from you and they've gotten a little bit of a distance from you and they fall down and they start crying, calling out to you. Are you going to sit there and, and, and let your child crawl back to you? Or are you going to go running to them and, and scoop them up in your arms, consoling them and then carry them to safety? Is that what you're going to do? Of course, any loving parent would do that. And that's what the Lord does. He loves us. Don't, and don't, don't, and don't ever forget that. We, we, we view God as the, the almighty, the all-powerful, the father, the creator, you know, the king of kings. But don't forget that he loves us, too. There's love there. The ultimate love. He knows how to love us. You're never too far gone. As long as you can draw breath, you're never too far gone. You can come back to him. He loves you that much. Amen. God bless you all. I hope that this message just touched somebody out there. Um, I pray that you um share it on your social media, share it on Twitter, share it on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you feel led to do so. You know, let you know I would like I would like for this to grow. You know, people get the message and get closer to Christ. Amen. Thanks very much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and also find me on YouTube at Biblical Truth Central, and subscribe to my channel. I'll see you all in the next episode. God bless you all. Peace.